thank you for bearing with us, everybody, whilst we just got set up there. Um, as I'm sure you know, this is the first time we've done a live podcast. So it's really, really exciting times for us. Um, but with that, of course, comes a little bit of troubleshooting, what we just got through there. But I'm glad to say now I have my three uh, guests with me today. So I'm Lawrence. Hopefully most of you know me by now. I'm the host of Giant Talk, the, the world's first OKR podcast alongside the guys at Coan. And, and I'm glad to announce that Matt, the founder of Coan, is actually here with us as one of our guests. Hey, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me. Very glad to have you. Where where are you calling in from today? Uh, from Palo Alto, and it's actually actually sunny today, um, which it hasn't been for for a while. So things are looking <laughs> up. Good. Well, we even have sun in Manchester today. Would you believe it? So it's not all bad. And 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 Brett, where where are you phoning in from today? I'm calling in from Toronto, Canada. So like Matt. And uh, Manchester, we've got bright sunshine, but here we're sitting at about uh, zero degrees Celsius, which might be the difference. Yeah, okay. So, quite a bit for you. <laughs> um, so hopefully most of you recognize Brett's uh, lovely voice as well. He, he is the um, founder of PM Squared Consulting, based over in Canada, um, but he's been guest on many podcasts before, so I'm sure you all know him. Uh, and last but by no means least, Roger, where, where are you at? Oh, I'm in sunny Manchester, and I'm really pleased to be able to say that we have better weather than Canada. Good grief. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, hopefully you also all know Roger, head and founding giant, of course, um, the guy that I have to suck up to to make sure I get my paycheck at the end of the month. And, um, <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm sure everyone knows what we're going to be talking about today. Um we do have a functionality um, to welcome questions in. Hopefully you guys have got a chat um, button on your screen. Feel free to enter the, the questions on there. But if for some reason that's not working, um, tweet them to us. Tweet, tweet using the hashtag giant talk, uh, and I'll make sure that I'm keeping a close eye on that. So hashtag giant talk on Twitter. Uh, and we'll, of course, be, be more than happy to take any questions that you guys feel to us as the show goes on. Um, but of course, we're here to talk about, about coronavirus and, and COVID-19 that's been affecting the world for a few months now, but has really ramped up over the last last couple of weeks. And of course, first thing first, hope you and all your families are well. Um, but it is going to have an impact on OKRs. And OKRs are an interesting thing to have during this time. And, and I think it's only right that we discuss them and we discuss the impact it's going to have. Um, and how you can use them and continue to use them to have an awesome impact for your teams whilst everybody's you know working remotely in isolation. So I guess that's where where we'll kick off, um, guys. Roger, I'm gonna gonna turn to you first, if I if I may. Um, why why is it important to keep remote workers striving for something, some sort of goal within the company? Well, this new reality that we're finding, that most of us are finding ourselves in, um, can be quite an isolated one. Uh, it can be one that's full of plenty of distractions, whether that comes from the form of dogs or children or, you know, maybe the kitchen is very close and you can't stop making yourself a cup of tea because there's always something which is more interesting than the work that's there in front of you. And it's very, very easy to get uh, get blown off course uh, and distracted. Now, I'm not saying there aren't distractions in the workplace. Of course there are. But the thing is, in the workplace, you're surrounded by people that you, you know, and you can get some energy and some direction from those people. Uh, and, and you know, you've kind of got a collective energy that, kind of, that, that, that hopefully points you in the right direction. When you're working remotely, that doesn't happen. That's got to come. That's got to come from from you personally. But as as managers and leaders, uh, we have uh, the opportunity to leverage goal setting to really help uh, with that sense of direction, and also help them, obviously, with the way that OKRs are structured, understand how they're progressing towards that. 
Uh, right. And it's, uh, I think it's a really powerful way of working um, with remote workers. And it's kind of backed up by a lot of the calls I've been on this week with people who have approached just saying, crumbs, we've got uh, teams that overnight have had to go remote and we just don't have the frameworks in place to be able to manage that. What can we do? We know we need to get better at goal management. Uh, and what can, what can we do to to, 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 to do exactly that? So, okay, so I mean, there, there's an appetite out there for this overnight, what, literally. What would your answer to that question be then, Brett? Well, I would, you know, I agree with what Roger says, except uh, in Canada, the temptation isn't tea, it's something more substantial like beer, but, the, <laughs> you know, the concept is same. Um, I immediately go to Daniel Pink and his concepts about intrinsic rewards. Like part of the problem with the remote workers is they need intrinsic rewards, not extrinsic. And, and that's the whole story of I'm not in the office. I don't get those extrinsic feedbacks. Now, you know, Daniel talks about three. I kind of expand those to five. But if we think of what OKRs offer us and those intrinsic rewards, number one is purpose. Let's make sure the individual understands specifically what their new purpose is in this new world. Of course, OKR is delivering that promise. Progress. Uh, employees need that affirmation. They need to see that they're making progress on their goals and understand how they're contributing to the greater good. Again, checkbox for OKRs. Uh, autonomy. People need the opportunity of making decisions for themselves and how to get work done. And this is the biggest fear of the leaders in the organization wondering if people are making the right decisions uh, and the biggest power that employees get. And then finally, socialization. We need the opportunity to connect with the organization and have the right conversations. And I believe OKRs set that structure for those better performance meetings in organizations. So I'm saying the goal is part of establishing purpose, which is part of those intrinsic rewards. Okay, so it sounds like what both uh, yourself, Brett, and, and, and Roger are saying then is really there has to be some self-motivation going on. You know, people really have to increase their, their willingness to get up, keep their focus, and, and do their work, basically. Um, how can they I do that? that. I, I, I would say the organization has to set the stage for that to happen. The fair game is the organization needs to be clear. What are your objectives and give individuals the tools and mechanisms to fulfill themselves against those. So where you say they have to self motivate, I'm saying they do, but we've got to see that we've got to give them the right yeah. things to self motivate against. Okay, and presumably this is where the OKRs come in for all of us then. Absolutely. Okay, so let's let's bring this back down to reality then. Um, Matt, have you currently got your team working remotely? We do, of course, um, and uh, you know, we're we're lucky enough that we we've been a partially uh, remote working team um, in, since the inception of the company, uh, but you know, now we're fully remote and, and dealing with all those challenges and. Doing uh, doing some of the things to to try to stay connected as a team, um, like virtual happy hours and trivia nights. Um, but there's all the challenge of all right, things that were easy uh, in the office environment um, now now it takes a little more rigor. Um, so maybe just to riff off the um, in some of the the comments previously, you know, I think one one thing that uh, has been top of mind and that we've been uh, providing some advice around is just. It turns out that the best practices of a good OKRs program become especially important uh, when everybody is trying to work remotely and when there's so much uncertainty and so much flux out there. Uh, and so as one example, you know, if you are an organization that is you know, more in the mode of, of set and forget around your goals or OKRs, you, know, right. you go through the quarterly planning, write them down, put them in the spreadsheet, uh, and then maybe talk about them a couple times per quarter. Uh, it just doesn't uh, cut it when everybody's remote and you don't have the in-person conversations. Um, so more structure and rigor around asynchronous uh, feedback loops, um, being very careful and making sure that things are written down and doing best practices like a weekly goals check-in where you're really making sure uh, as a team, hey, let's check in on these. Are they on track? What do we need to do to, to move them forward? 
um, definitely all in the spirit of uh, building intrinsic uh, motivation um, you know, and autonomy. That resonates a lot. Um, but I think you know, part of how you can provide that and make that real is by being very thoughtful about uh, the structure and some of the best practices. We always all talk about is uh, great ways to make your OKR successful, but become especially important in the context of everybody working remotely. Absolutely. Roger, do you have any more thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I would really uh, echo, in particular, what Brett said that it's, it's down to the, it's down to the business or the organisation to really set, provide the platform and, and set, set the scene in terms of what. And this is the same whether you're working remotely or, 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 uh, or, or your office space, but to set the the scene in terms of what's expected of their people but it's mm. even more important remotely because it's easier for people to become disconnected uh for e- easier pe- for people to uh, get distracted and drift and so on and so forth so it, this is where it, it's kind of I, I think there's a lot of managers out there that perhaps have been too comfortable too used to command and control and micromanagement Right. All of a sudden, are probably finding themselves finding life rather uncomfortable <laughs> because because micro you know remote working and micromanagement do not really go well together at all. Mm. Um, and in fact, you're probably likely to give your heart you give yourself a heart attack if you're going to try and micromanage people remotely. Um, and the the thing is that you know you have to be. Uh, you have to trust your people. In fact, allowing people to work remotely in its in itself is a demonstration of trust. We trust you not to be in the office all the time because we know you're going to get the work done. And in fact, there's actually there's actually uh, data out there that tells us that uh, employees feel more trusted when they are um, uh, when they are allowed to work remotely. And and this all bodes so well for for uh, an approach like OKRs. And when it comes to you know when you look when you look at how uh, well formed key results should be written, which is not about telling people what to do. It's about giving them the finishing point and allowing them to then work out how best to get there. You know that again is a demonstration. It's it, it, it's a demonstration of trust. When and it's a complete opposite to you know a, a typical traditional command okay. control approach. So, so that's that's why I think it just all works really well at the moment with the with the move to remote working. So I think that's fine, you know, to say all right, we're going to just set the destination that we want to get to and and allow the teams to to find their way there. When you know the teams are sat together um, and they're probably sat not too far away from their manager, and there can be that. We're not gonna, you know, give you the step-by-step directions to get get there. But if you're going too far off course, we might just sort of nudge you back on track a little bit, and that could come from a peer, or it could come from a manager, or or anywhere. How do you make sure people don't go so far left field when they're working remotely um, that that you end up miles away from your destination? I, I think there's a check step between. Your, your first uh, statement, uh, yeah, what Roger's talking about in terms of making sure these goals are outcome-based so that leaders are looking for the outcomes, not the activities. And that helps, as, as Roger says, avoid the micromanaging. Right. I think there's two other things you need to touch on about the goal. One is, unlike the strategy okay. you had a month ago, this strategy has to be what Mintzberg calls a deliberate strategy. It is a specific strategy in response to a specific stimulus, COVID-19. And so it's a very different set of goals that we have than we had a, a month ago. Okay, and so let me just stop you there for a second, Brett. Are you, are you saying a, a whole new OKR crafting exercise should go on as a, the first prompt here, basically? Absolutely. Um, wasn't, you know, we all know the definition of insanity. <laughs> yeah, there, there is literally nothing worse than having uh, goals or OKR sitting there out there in front of a whole company when everyone knows that is no longer the truth or the most important thing. Um, there's kind of a, a simple um, you know, rubric of, all right, are your goals and the most important things uh, the same? And if they're not, um, yeah, that is uh, exactly insanity. Yeah, the Center for Creative Leadership says uh, leadership 
you know, the role of us as leaders is meaning making in a community of practice. It's your job to make meaning out of COVID-19 in this community of practice being your organization. So uh, as Matt says, it's super critically important that you change those objectives that people understand it's a new agenda. And the type of objectives you're coming up now aren't things like let's grab market share. Like that's not what's appropriate in these days. So first off, a deliberate strategy. The second thing to think about is what uh, you know, my buddy John Doerr talks about committed versus aspirational. Right Now might not be the time to worry about aspirational goals. You might want yeah. to throttle right back and just be crisp on what are the committed goals that we're looking for. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. Okay, so on this note then, Jen has just asked a, as a great question. Yeah. You come into the start of this period, you know, whether it's going to be four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks with, a, with an entirely remote-based team. Let's, let's face it, none of us really know right now. Um, what sort of length of time are you setting these new OKRs for? And are you going to start to get really short-term, incrementally focused on your cadence within that? Roger? Well, right. Uh, okay. Um, I would say yes. Because I don't think, I mean, typically, as as, as most people opt for a, a cadence of, uh, or certainly a, a, a cycle of three months uh, with their OKRs and, and perhaps the 12, 12 months for the strategic ones, um, I, I think that, <laughs> let's face it, the world's changed in, in the past two weeks, let alone, you know, what it, what it, what it will look like in the next three months. So I, I would definitely advocate um, bringing, it, bringing them down to a shorter, shorter cycle now. Okay, I'm sorry, Brett. You yeah, yeah, academically, here's what we know: when when going gets tough for an organization, the timelines get shorter. So, you know, your five year plan now is your one year plan. Your one year plan is now your one quarter plan. So, there's no question that the drumbeat of our business, the agility that we need to build into them, is talking about timelines which are at least half of what they were. So, if you thought you're going to update your OKRs once a quarter, you better plan on doing it. You know, half that time, and maybe even half of that if that's not fast enough. The second part is what I'm going to call tripwires. There's got to be events that signal to the organization it's time to rethink our objectives. Now, traditionally, we just use the elapsed time. We just go, you know, wait a quarter, enough time's passed, let's re-trigger uh, and refresh our OKRs. But now it's going to be some other event. Either uh, there's going to be a turn on the economy, someone's going to come up with the, the magic elixir, something is going to be a trigger event that is going to be the stimulus to say, okay, time to redo those OKRs. So prescription, at least twice as often as you were going to do it before. And secondly, figure out what those trigger points are and respond to them immediately. Yeah, just to, I think all that all very much resonates with me. Um, maybe to, to add to that, in two, two approaches um, we've seen work well. You know, one is just very explicitly have a different um, cadence than you did previously. So try monthly OKRs. Um, if it's less than a month, then it starts uh, to become hard for me to believe that you know it's actually uh, objectives and key results versus you know a list of tasks to do. Sometimes sure. you do need to just tackle tackle a list of tasks as well uh, when you're doing full on emergency response. Um, but you know maybe it's a monthly cadence. You know alternatively, yeah, depending on your business, depending um, on exactly what's happening, it might still be a quarterly cadence for the OKRs, but you might need to explicitly build in some expectations on the team around here's, uh, we're going to revisit them monthly, we're going to update them. And yeah, exactly. There may be triggers where um, you know, we're not going to wait a month and uh, things have changed again for us. So we're going to immediately um, come in and, and have a conversation about changing them. Okay, interesting. Um, let's let's just get real here for a second, though. Uh, and and Rob, I'm going to turn this um, this question to you. Three of us in this conversation are OKR consultants. We help organisations establish their OKR for a living. Um, and in doing so, we probably also go through more post-it notes than anybody else on this planet. How on earth do you even start to think about getting your teams to um, come up with some OKRs when nobody's allowed in the same room as each other? Or are we, are we getting to the point here where actually these OKRs just have to be handed down by um, 
by management and the employees kind of just have to deal with that. Sorry, who's that question to? To you. Oh, to me. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, right. I, I would say uh, definitely not is it the time that you have to resort to command and control, even though the temptation uh, will be strong. Um, I believe that it's possible to use the online tools that are out there. Uh, there are uh, various different ideation tools which can help you um, have whiteboards that you can connect, um, uh, attach um, uh, post-its to, and so on and so forth, which you can run in a in a in a virtual online session. Um, takes a bit of adjusting to, but it's absolutely possible to do it. You know, things like Idea Hunt. Um, uh, what's the one you were using a couple of nights ago, Brett? Mural. 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 Yeah, Mural. So, you know, there, there's two for starters, but I'm sure there's plenty more out there. But these tools are there, and they're there to be discovered, tried out, tested. So there are definitely ways of working collaboratively remotely. Just because you're not face-to-face -face doesn't mean you can't collaborate. And 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 I, I, know, I know you're the host of this, so you might not want to necessarily share the story, but I'll share it on your behalf. I know you were working with a, a team of people in Switzerland on Monday and Tuesday, and how many people were online at the same time? Uh, we had 19 of us on for that call. 19, okay. And would you have called that collaborative in the uh, way that it works? Extremely so, yeah. Well, there you go then. You know, I think that's 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 a great example of how uh, remote working can still be collaborative working. Yeah. Uh, I, I can oh. Go on, sorry. I was going to add a couple of things. Um, one, I would give a, a slightly selfish plug for Mural. Um, they are they do uh, use OKRs and, in fact, use Koan to help them manage them. Um, and I love the idea of you know, using some new tools. Uh, it can be as simple as Google Docs where you can see live editing. Um, and, and I agree it is possible to be very collaborative remotely. However, um, you know, there's something you get in a uh, in-person off-site meeting. You're all in the same room together. You can read their body signals. And you know, this expectation that, hey, we can just uh, completely replicate that um, just by all sitting in a Zoom call together. Uh, that doesn't quite make sense to me either. Um, and so I do think there are things that you do to adapt. Um, one of them is to move parts of the process uh, to it being asynchronous whenever you can. Uh, definitely a fan of you, know, you still need to have the, the virtual meeting and go through it and make it collaborative and uh, brainstorm. It doesn't need to be uh, command and control. Um, but you know, opportunities for, hey, maybe let's move some pre-draft and pre-ideation and have people submit ideas asynchronously ahead of time where we can write it down and um, you know, that can make it much easier to, to work together when you're not in the same room. Yeah. yeah, I think, Matt, you bring up a great point, and that is uh, meetings are different when they're online. Uh, and so things like you know what you, you stress about preparation and asynchronous are super important. Uh, you, know, you never should do in a meeting what you can do out of a meeting. You know, the purpose of the meeting is to get the right brains in the room to manufacture the right knowledge. And that happens in that constructive team environment. What does that mean? Like the ideation and that sort of thing. The second thing, cast a wide Oh, sorry, Brett. Sorry, Brett, you just cut out a little bit there. Please, can you just uh, repeat that? Sorry. Um, so often we just cast a wide net. We hope that inside of the gaggle of people we've invited, there's someone that has the wisdom that we're looking for. We need to be far more uh, explicit in this new world where we make sure that if we're having a conversation about strategic goals, we have people who have the, uh, the, the depth, breadth, and cognitive ability to have that conversation. Uh, and we need to understand who the subject matter experts are. So if someone weighs in on a topic, it doesn't necessarily become a democracy because in these times of agile management, we need to have uh, assurance that the decisions we make are based on the best wisdom in the room, not the average wisdom. Right, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, I think I just, as Roger mentioned, I hosted the, um, facilitated the session the other day. There's a couple of things that I would say 
anyone leading that type of session really needs to look out for. Um, one is that the person with the loudest voice or even possibly the best internet connection doesn't end up completely dominating the discussion and all of their ideas get are the ones that get put forward and end up getting run with. Um, there is no reason why if you're hosting an online facilitation session, you still can't take the time to do um, individual work and, you know, sharing feedback, collecting amongst amongst the group. And some of the tools that Roger mentioned before, Idea Hunt and Mural, will allow you to do that. Um, but, you know, just from my point of view, it would have been very easily to, to let the, the person with the loudest voice really make sure their goals were the ones that were taken forward. Sometimes that's a leadership team. Sometimes it isn't. But that is just a point of note from myself. Um, let's just move back into talking about uh, routines then, guys. Um, do we need to be increasing check-ins? Do we need to be decreasing check-ins? Should check-ins now be run by the leadership team? Um, Roger, I'll turn to you. Um, I think check-ins are more important than ever now. Right. Uh, you know, as part of this move to remote working, you know, you, 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 only, have, you only have to um, look at all the research and all the, uh, the guidance that there is around how to make that adjustment. And every single uh, thing that, that I've come across all says that, you know, you need to, the habits and the routines are more important than ever. Um, because otherwise, that connection between the individual and the rest of the team, and maybe the individual and the business as a whole, starts to start, starts to weaken. And 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 part of that connection is obviously the focus on the goals. So yeah. I think this is where uh, the the check ins are more important than ever. You know, typically um, our clients opt for either weekly or fortnightly check ins. Uh, on on the OKRs, I would say definitely at the moment minimum of weekly and possibly even more frequently than that. Um, We're chatting daily, aren't we? <laughs> Sorry. We're chatting daily. Well, yes, we have team check-ins daily, but, you know, we, and we're talking about activities that are contributing towards the OKRs, but we're not actually talking about the OKRs specifically themselves. We kind of cover that once a week. Um, but, yeah, I think um, I think in terms of having them you know front and present in in, yeah. in conversations uh, on a on a very very frequent basis is really important thank you sorry roger one of the three of you is just clicking on your computer at the same time as being plugged into the mic and it's really loud through the mic um so can i just ask that you hold off for a little while um thank you um Dele is tuning in from from brazil and has just asked a really great question in the chat i'm not sure you can see it um, but he's asked, do you have examples from your experience um, of any companies that have used OKRs actually as a solution for times of crisis uncertainty like this? Um, you know, anyone that's come to you in this sort of situation before to look to implement OKRs and kind of what mindset were they in at the time and what were they trying to achieve? Brett, if I can turn to you first. Well, certainly... Um a burning platform is always a good focal point. What was it Churchill said? There's nothing like a good war to unify a country. Hmm. Uh, you know, we all have a clear and present danger that we need to uh, focus on to ensure the success of, of ourselves, society, our employees, our companies. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a long process. Uh, literally, you know, a three-hour deliberate strategy session should identify the goals. A you know, a four-hour session on surfacing what the you know what we have more of or less of the key results, and you're up and running. So even if you don't have an existing strategy or you don't have an existing OKR system, for the fit for purpose in this case, you can be up and running in a day or two. Now you can make it more elegant in five days, and as you use it over the next month, it will even get better. But the idea is, we no longer need perfection. Uh, close enough is close enough in this world right okay um and well i'm sure sure you can't provide us with with any names but roger do do you have any examples from who their giants have worked with what that that we're in that have used them in distress 
yeah and i don't you know it doesn't have to be distressed like this i don't think but have realized that they're in a situation that they need pulling out of and have gone okay well maybe okrs are the way to do it so in terms of a turnaround yes okay nothing quite akin to the like as, as brett says the uh, uh. the rather unifying uh, situation that we all find ourselves in uh, collectively at the moment but in terms of providing a turnaround definitely definitely and what i've found uh, okrs do really really well there is is uh, you know it, it, as we always say they're there to bring focus and clarity to that which is going to deliver the greatest value for the business and its people and you know if you're going to turn around a business then that that clarity has to be there you can't afford for confusion because the clock is ticking and you know you might be quite close to the end of the runway and you have to turn it around before you reach the end um, and having that clarity around the goals is super super important and and mobilizing the teams uh, that that need to align into it as as super important mm. the type types of examples um uh, to be honest, it, it varies from business to business, and it depends on their specific strategy. Um, you know, there is usually in in the top level, um, there's usually a, a, a number somewhere <laughs> that they have to achieve, which is evidence of turnaround. And then it's about breaking how you are going to achieve that number down into its constituent parts. You know, are you going to try and achieve it from the existing client base? Are you trying to grow the client base? Does that mean you need new products? Does that mean you need to move into new territories, open up new markets, so on and so forth? So, um, it, 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 in terms of specific examples, it, it's a it, it's kind of very very domain specific from business to business. But uh, yeah, the the main thing is that they bring absolute clarity if they use properly. If they use properly, right? Thank you, thank you, guys. Um, one, uh, I was so, going to add one one quick story from this week. In fact. Um, been chatting with um, essentially hot startup. Uh, they've done multiple funding rounds with great investors and been growing the team uh, really aggressively over the last year. Uh, and COVID-19 is uh, affecting their business in some pretty profound ways, um, just uh, like almost everybody else. And so they did a big layoff last week. Um, and the whole context for the conversations is wow, what we got away with over the last year just won't cut it anymore. Um, and that's things like we don't actually know what different teams are working on and whether we're working well together. We've never written down our strategy in a formal way. Um, every quarter, it's kind of a, a new priority and something something different. Um, and we, we don't have you know, anything to measure progress on other than the revenue we're bringing in. Um, so we're just not having strategic conversations. So OKRs for them um, have uh, become, they don't have an OKR program yet. They're, they're looking at rolling one out. Uh, and the whole context for that is uh, we need this as a, a better way of working together to have focus, to deal with the crisis. Um, and you know, we kind of got away with some sloppy behavior and um, not really uh, having strategic focus before. And in the good times, um, and all uh, the tide was raising all ships and um, now things are much harder and you know, we have to have the disciplines uh, around these behaviors do you know what actually matt that that reminds me when i used to work in sales my old sales sales manager used to say anyone can sell when the markets are strong <laughs> anyone can yeah. sell but uh, uh, it it takes a really good salesperson to sell when 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 this when the situation is challenging and that that translates to how you how you lead and run the business as well. It's not just about sales, but it's about how you lead and run the business. It's mm. like you say, lazy practice um, uh, has has perhaps been enough to get us through uh, in 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 previous years. But um, but we are entering a different world now, aren't we? Yeah, I would embellish that and kind of link these two recent conversations together. Uh, I believe that. Uh, think of an old mechanical watch. Each gear moves at a different speed. I have some gears that move once a, a second, some once a minute, some once a month. In your organizations, uh, the question was about how frequently should we meet and talk about OKRs. 
And the answer is it depends. Are you the second hand, the minute hand, or the month indicator? You know, different teams need to move at different paces. And so it's not one answer for all areas. Now, you still have to synchronize your watch. You know, once a month, we used to meet and agree what time it was. Metaphorically, now maybe it's probably once a week, more frequent meetings. Uh, the second dimension to it is um, about precision. As Matt says, uh, you know, you've got to, if you're driving your car down a, a you know, a, a large airport runway, you can weave back and forth and never worry about hitting anything on the side of the road. Um, up where, you know, you live, Roger Lawrence, yeah, up in the Lake District, you have roads which are literally about a millimeter wider than the car. You've got to be really precise on how you drive in that world. We now have business runways, as Matt's describing, they're a millimeter wider than your business. You better be incredibly precise how you drive that vehicle for the next while. Mm. That's a fantastic analogy, Brett. Thank you so much. Um, I just want to move us on now, if that's okay, to what I believe anyway to be another one of the cornerstones of OKRs, which, which is transparency. Um, and I can imagine at this time we've got a lot of leadership teams who are, um, well, firefighting, for want of a better term, and are probably having a lot of very regular conversations amongst themselves. Um, how can they keep communication open with their employees, um, whether it's by OKRs or check-ins or otherwise, and actually, you know, keep them informed about what the situation is. Uh, Roger, I'll, I'll put that to you, please. Um, so, yeah, uh, a, a, a really good one. I would say, you know, again, it comes down to having uh, super clear goals and also super clear measures on on progress against them so that there is there can be regular, frequent um, updates that are done through team calls or all hands that are done virtually so that um uh the the leadership team can keep everybody up, up to date and you know having <laughs> the having a having a good okr system <laughs> to pull all this together do we know anyone um, oh, i don't know i'm just trying to think of someone i can't think of anyone at the moment um <laughs> Uh, just helps with transparency, and the, and the beautiful thing is that when you're doing check-ins, if that check-in also includes an update of the OKRs as it should, then you know the team itself has the transparency around that, and then so does um, uh, so so does the, uh, the 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 leadership, the wider business. So you know having having um, a, a good simple system that pulls it all together is is a million times better than trying to you know drive it on google sheets right um, certainly from my experience so i think i think the transparency has really helped by that right interesting thank you for that jill yeah, there is a, go on matt sorry uh, i was going to say there you know there's this classic advice um, in times of crisis uh, as a leader or ceo it's more important than ever to to be seen and that classic way this advice goes is, all right, now is not the time to close the door to your office, but to walk around um, and talk to people, let uh, let you be seen. Of course, none of that works at the moment. Um, and I think you know, this is, uh, you know, if you're having uh, the Zoom calls with your leadership team or with your direct team, um, you know, none of that's visible. People don't see in the office. Um, and this uh, exactly is where um, some of the, the disciplines and, and this idea, radical idea of OKRs, of they are transparent to everyone. Everybody can see the progress. Um, everybody can see the updates. Um, of course, uh, we think doing it in a tool can uh, make it even easier. Um, but whether you're using a tool or spreadsheets, um, you know, the asynchronous visibility of that progress and the openness and transparency around it that's not nearly enough. Uh, you need to be communicating beyond that and in as many different channels as possible. Um, but making that data available to people, um, having it consumable asynchronously when you, know, you can't absorb it around the water cooler, um, mm. that's critically important. Mm. I always am baffled about how we bring different behaviors to work than we have in the rest of our lives. Think of playing football, you know, soccer. You're out there in the field, you're playing forwards. You can see exactly what the midfield's doing. You can see what defense is doing. And and you change what you do accordingly. If they're having a bad day, you're going to play back more. If they're having a great day, you're playing forward more. 
that's what we need in organizations. We need the ability to see, understand what the role is. What's the role of midfield? What's the role of defense? Or what's the role of sales and operations? And how are they doing? And that way you can make informed choices for yourself. You don't need the coach to tell you. You can decide while you're in the field, in real time, what you should start doing and stop doing. And that transparency you talk about is really bringing what we already do. If you sing in a choir, you know, play a sport, even online gaming, right? We we need that ability to see everything that's going on to make informed choices. Now, just because I can see what defense is doing afford, that doesn't mean I'm micromanaging. I'm reflecting back on Roger's comment. You're micromonitoring for sure. I need to see everything that's going on, but then I can decide myself what I need to do. Micromanaging is when I reach over and tell defense what they should do. No, that's their job. They figure it out. My job is to work as my part of the team. And there's an organization chart I can go through to get the message over to defense if they need to get it. So that transparency is super important. And so I would argue, Matt, in fact, managing by wandering around has never been easier because now instead of you having to you know, go around your office and bump into each one individually, you can literally with your OKRs visit with 50 people inside of 50 minutes. Take a look at their OKRs, find something insightful to say, give them a ping, let them know that you're there for them, you're watching them, you're coaching them, you're supporting them. You don't even have to wear your sneakers. You can sit there and just finish that one beer. Well, this <laughs> is a long time for one beer, but he, you know, you can get to see people and help them feel connected super effectively with a tool uh, in place. That's great. Exactly. Uh, that's really, really, really good. Um, Jill and Jen have asked two questions in the chat that I'm going to kind of tie together a little bit, actually. Um, and, and I'm going to bring them together into culture because this is something I was going to ask about. Um, so, so Jill has asked, um, about apathy to hysteria in employees during COVID-19. Um, but, but mostly can OKR check-ins be used to strengthen teams and how they reach out? Um, Jen has asked that we know the current situation is getting out of control, but she's interested to, to see how the workplace is going to change after this. And both of these link to what I was going to ask you guys, and I'll start with you, Roger, of, is this going to have a positive or a negative impact on company culture? And what does that mean for OKRs? Oh, yeah, that's a really interesting one. I'd certainly say that this sudden jolt um, is, is going to be, I believe, something of an awakening to a lot of businesses. Um, yeah, the tools for remote working have been around for a good few years now, and they've been getting better and better. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, only um, uh, according to the last census in the U.S., I don't know what the data is outside the U.S., but the last census in the U.S., there was only 5% of the workforce that were working remotely. Right. Um, and, and, and now, I mean, I, I haven't seen any data to tell me what it is now, but I, I would say that's probably something more like about 80%, <laughs> if, if, if not more. Um, and and so I think businesses will start waking up to the to 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 the fact that there's a lot of benefits to working this way. Um, there is uh, there's reduced costs potentially uh, because they don't need so many offices. Um, there's also potential benefits for the employees themselves because they can become more flexible and there's you know it can better fit with their perhaps their lifestyle and also. Um, uh, let's not underestimate the environmental benefits. We've heard all the reports about how much less pollution there has been around over the past couple of weeks. Um, so we shouldn't th- we shouldn't forget that as well. But in terms of the culture, uh, I just want to kind of loop back to one of the points I was making earlier about the uh, the fact that you know this is this this shift is massively challenging the old style of command and control management. Mm-hmm. Uh, to 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 become a more empowered, trusting style of management, and uh, I I think that's how we will see a lot of cultures change. Some businesses were already there, some businesses were already good in that respect, and unsurprisingly, they are the ones in which OKRs work best. But I think this this new way of working, I think you know when businesses see that there is actually commercially 
some really really strong arguments for you know, making this more of a uh, a, a permanent long term shift than a, a sudden short term reaction. I think we'll start to see the cultures change because uh, you know there'll be less micromanagement, there'll be more of a sense of trust, and and employees will be um, better placed to kind of work. Uh, manage their work around around their, their their own personal commitments and their their own lifestyle as well. Okay, so what does that mean for OKRs? Well, what it means for OKRs is OKRs become the perfect mechanism, if you will, the perfect framework for uh, for providing that guidance direction. As Brett said quite early on, you know, it's about the organisation laying out and uh, in front of the workforce what what needs to be achieved so that the workforce can then work out for themselves how best to achieve it. That really nets, you know, nets in well with the, the culture of, um, uh, of empowerment, of trust, um, of, of um, yeah, exactly the opposite to all the, the, um, the traditional micromanagement that's gone on for a long time in many, many organizations. Thanks, so, Brett, do you agree Brett, Oh, sorry, was that Matt? Matt, sorry. That, yeah, I was, I was just going to chime in on that point exactly, which um, was, you know, Brett and Roger, and I'm sure you guys have seen before, uh, we certainly have, where, uh, you know, you'll go and talk to either a company or an individual, and they'll just have a violently toxic reaction to the idea of OKRs. And the story <laughs> usually goes, you know, something like, oh, my God, we, we tried those at our company, and it was just the worst, um, and it was this massive, and you know, extra set of busy work. It gave us no value. It's just a way to be under the thumb of management in a whole new way. Um, and, and so it's very much, uh, you know, any business process can be used for good or evil. Um, I think, you know, what you said, Roger, around, you know, the, the positive forms, uh, form of OKRs, where it actually is about trust and empowerment and enabling autonomy, as we've been talking about um, during this chat, uh, that has even bigger place um, than ever. Uh, and the companies that are going to be successful are the ones that figure out how to embrace that version of OKRs, that version of working together and building that type of culture. Because um, whether they want to or not, uh, this is suddenly a, a new reality that we're in, not just for the next few months, um, but the lasting impact of everyone understanding and realizing what it's like to, to work remotely. And that's probably never going back. Um, and what I've been thinking about is, in some ways, take the trends of future of work that we've been on for a while now. This crisis probably accelerates all those trends uh, by at least a few years. Um, my my kind of crazy realization moment uh, came earlier this week, um, which was uh, we have a, a one-year-old and a four-year-old at home. Our four-year-old is you know, normally in preschool for half days. Of course, he isn't at the moment, um, but... What they're doing uh, at the preschool is several um, Zoom meetings per day, uh, which is just as crazy as it might sound. You have a, a whole bunch of preschoolers in a Zoom meeting all trying to talk at once and, and figure it out. Um, but there's this crazy process over the last week, which is they are all figuring it out. Um, and not just the preschoolers, but all the grade schoolers and high schoolers, they already know how to live in a virtual wor world. but we're training them very intensely at the moment around what it's like to, to work remotely. Um, and in the same way that we're training ourselves, um, those of us you know, doing full-time work uh, to do it even better than we did before as well. Mm, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. This, this genie ain't going back in the bottle. Uh, you know, we've, uh, it's, uh, not only is this the rise of the OKR as a management tool, but it's the rise of all these other things that have been in play, like Zoom and so on. So on the left side of our brain, no question. Uh, but the overall question was about culture, sort of the right side of the brain. And I think that we need exactly the culture that we had before. So just copy that and then add on at least three more cultural attributes, what Rogers talked about, which is trust in the worker, empowerment, autonomy and engagement. So empowerment, we have to give the power to individuals to make decisions inside of their zones of control, given as complete information as we can give them. The autonomy to make those decisions and work specifically on building up engagement, whether 
it's Matt's idea of uh, virtually managing by wandering around or, you know, having uh, social events uh, through Zoom, etc. Just we need to be very specific about this. And culture is not an accident. Culture is a thing that it can happen accidentally at a certain point in time you form that culture, but you can also specifically manage it. And in fact, you can set up OKRs around those cultural attributes. So, for example, if we want people to be autonomous, we can measure how often they can make decisions without having to go up the organization chart. If we want them to be engaged, we can see how many people do show up for those virtual socials or provide social uh, nudges and supports to their teammates. So I think we need to be very uh, explicit about this at this point in time to make that culture shift and make it stick. Absolutely. And that touches on a point that Jen's just raised in the chat here. You know, she said, I think OKRs can be key to offering employee recognition, especially during remote working. Uh, and she thinks that employees can easily get disconnected and feel no direction in their work when they have no positive reinforcement. Is that an alarm bell that you think people need to look out for, Roger? Yes. Yes, I do. I do. And I, and I think it, it ties in with what um, Brett was just saying a few minutes yeah. ago where, um, you know, it, it, people provide, if people are providing updates, uh, perhaps maybe in, in, in preparation for a check-in, um, you know, it's really important that, that they know that those updates are being looked at, that they're being seen, that they're being acknowledged. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, if, if not, then it's going to be the typical, well, what's the point? Why am I doing this? Mm. So, yeah, you know, it's that it's that it's that balance between uh, uh, providing you know the individual pride, providing enough um, uh, 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 by way of an update, obviously not war and peace, but enough, um, and so that it's it's you know it, they cover the salient points, and you know everybody else can 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 easily understand it, and 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 as once they've seen it, acknowledge it. Absolutely. Yeah. Certainly, our work uh, is almost all transnational. So we've been doing uh, Zoom implementations, uh, you know, WebEx photo meetings for the last four or five years. And we recently did one for about 35,000 people around the world. And what's interesting is we go across these different clients, the culture comes out so strongly, even more strongly in these web meetings. So we're dealing with a client now that is super supportive of everyone. And it's just so delightful to see that as we all stumble our way forwards, they're almost aggressively supporting each other as people uh, figure out how, how to work in this world. Two weeks ago, we we're dealing with a client that was completely opposite. Even in the same room, they're busy throwing mud at each other. So I think as leaders, we need to coach, mentor, protect, and train to make sure that we're having the right types of conversations on the web. You know, we've all been on email threads that eventually begin to degrade and they get quite uh, quite antisocial. How is it we uh, monitor and coach to make sure that we have the right behaviors on those environments? Absolutely. I'm going to um, quickly squeeze in this last question from, from Jill because I think it is superb. And I'm going to open up by going to Roger because I know what Roger's opinions are on individual OKRs. Um, Jill's asked, would you suggest that now is the time for some uh, temporary short-term OKRs for individuals? Hmm. No, that's an interesting one because, as, as you know, we're not usually a big fan of um, individual OKRs. Um, uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it depends. It depends on the on the OKRs that are at, at the next level, and if there's right. if there's sufficient coverage, um, uh, sufficient opportunity for people to contribute and be included, and have accountability uh, towards them, then maybe not. But if uh, uh, if if, if if, if it's a case of um, there's uh, quite a number of people beneath and you need to uh, be clearer on what an individual needs to do to make uh, uh, to, 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 to make their contribution and to measure that and track that contribution, then perhaps there is. Perhaps there is at the, uh, it now. 
is there a danger though in doing so that you know we've all been forced into work remoting re sorry remote working now right is there a danger in creating these individual okrs or asking for them to be created that what you're saying is actually i i don't quite trust you to work enough autonomously on your own uh, and i need you to be reporting more um tangible outputs e each day matt what are your thoughts on that I'm also not a fan of individual OKRs in general. Um, work gets done uh, in teams and you know, as much as possible, um, autonomous or semi-autonomous teams. Um, that is uh, just the reality. Um, and where individual OKRs um, often do go is, you know, at, I want to micromanage you. Um, it, there is another kind of um, version of it, which is more personal growth objectives sure. um, that kind of lies outside of um, what it, we typically think of as, you know, operational and strategic cadence of, you know, goals. Agreed. Um, so if this is an excuse to get rid of okay, individual OKRs in your um, organization, uh, I think that's great. Um, yeah, there, there are some cultures where they can work well, um, but yeah, in general, I'm not a fan. Hmm. Brett, anything to add on this? Yes, certainly. I mean, research does prove that employees are far more loyal to their co-workers than their boss. And so we need to use that to our advantage uh, to help the, the team perform as a team, as Matt has said. I think beyond that, as we know, feeling connected is super important and feeling engaged is super important right now. And so by having multiple people viewing the same OKR, just law of averages, we're going to have more feedback and more conversations. And so I'm with everyone else at Spokem so far. You know, now is the time absolutely to get rid of all individual OKRs and help us all collaborate for the next chunk of time. Okay. So the answer to Joel, your question is no, this is not the time to create remote, temporary, short-term OKRs for individuals. Look, we've just hit the hour mark. Um, it's been an amazing discussion so far. What I would love uh, from each of you guys, and sorry to put you on the spot with this, is just one piece of advice, really, to give the listeners that they can take forward into this time um, for what to do about their, their OKRs and, and getting their teams working remotely with them uh, over the next 12 weeks. Roger, come to you first. Yeah, well, there's a little strap line that we've been using this week, isn't it? Um, with the, the temptation with OKRs right now is to go, oh, we haven't got time for those. All this stuff is is happening over here and, we, and, we're, and everything's changing and the other, the other. Pivot them. Don't park them. OKRs can still be the framework by which you bring focus to the business and focus is more important than ever right now. So, um, yes, you need to change what's in your OKRs. Yes, you might even need to change the cadence of them um, and how you're reporting against them, how you're checking in against them, but they are there as the framework to, to, to execute your strategy, whether you're in uh, uh, um, uh, you know, a distress situation like, like we find ourselves now or whether um, life is, um, uh, is a little bit calmer. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Thanks, Roger. Matt? And the number of times I repeat, you have too many goals. Um, I, I don't know if I had a nickel for each of each of those times. Um, so that would be uh, my, my one tidbit is it's always important advice to have radical focus through OKRs and not use it as an excuse to say we're working on everything um, uh, in a time of crisis. Uh, that is way more important than ever. So and focus on less and chop down that list of objectives and key results. Uh, use it as an opportunity to, to focus everyone on what's most important and, and how to move the needle on your business. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And last but not least, Brett? Well, when asked for one, I'll always answer up three. So I would say the three are, uh, one, create alignment and focus. Two, mm -hmm. build that community, build that virtual community, your virtual organization. And three, establish that cadence of accountability. Fantastic. There we go. What a perfect trio to end on. Uh, guys, thank you so much for, for joining me this evening, this afternoon, this morning, whatever time it is for you. And, and special thanks to all our listeners as well for joining us on this live podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's not going to be the last one from us, so please do stay tuned for more. 
Um, if you think of any more questions, just tweet them to us, hashtag giant talk, uh, or alternatively, you know, give us a call. Drop me an email, lawrence at therebegiants.com, um, and we'll be more than happy to chat to you. Um, most importantly, stay home, stay safe, look after yourselves, look after your families. Um, and this has been the first live podcast brought to you from There Be Giants alongside Coan, the awesome dedicated OKR software. And we all look forward to chatting to you next time. Thanks, everybody.